When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. This is the Atlas Obscura podcast. I'm Dylan Thuris, and today we are bringing you part two of a New Jersey whiskey mystery from our friends at The Sporkful. If you missed yesterday's episode, part one, we suggest you go back and listen to it first. This is a story of an unknown, unique bottle of whiskey with a mysterious past that gave host Dan Pashman and the Sporkful team the chance to put on their detective hats and do a little digging. Part two of a New Jersey whiskey mystery. I have an image forming in my head of who Ray Pavlik was, what his bar was like, but it's still very fuzzy. I want to talk to someone who actually knew Ray, someone who's actually been to the Nutcracker, spent time there. What was it like? Who were the characters inside? As I'm wondering about this, I get an email from my brother, Howard. He acted like he wasn't into this, but meanwhile, he's been pouring through archives on the hunt and he's dug up an old land deed. Turns out, he was right. The lots were combined. So 237 Palisade Ave is now part of 235 Palisade Ave. Then I finally hear back from the Garfield Town historian, who's never heard of the Nutcracker, but sends a few clips from old newspapers, including one with a picture of the bar. I pull up Google Earth and compare the Chinese restaurant at 235 Palisade Ave to the picture. It's a match. This is confirmation. The Nutcracker was 237, Leon's Kitchen is 235, but they're the same building. The Nutcracker is still standing. Now I just need to find someone who stood inside it. After a lot of snooping on Facebook and more than a few wrong numbers, I find a couple people who fit the bill. My name is James Donald Pavlik. I'm Vincent William Pavlik. We lived above the bar. It was a three-story house. Jimmy and Vinny are brothers. Ray Pavlik was their dad. Their mom was Carol Pavlik. Today, Jimmy's 43 and Vinny's 33. They have a bunch of siblings who are much older, and the entire family lived above the bar in the 80s. Jimmy and Vinny were very young when their parents were running the Nutcracker, so they don't have many firsthand memories of the place. But 237, or now 235, Palisade Ave, still means a lot to them and their family. My dad lived in the bar. He woke up 6 a.m. and he bartended until 12. He ran the whole place. My dad loved that bar. It was all his friends. All his friends were the drunks. They would all come there and hang out, from what my mom told us. From what Jimmy and Vinny tell me, the Nutcracker was a pretty classic, simple joint. One big room with a pool table and a jukebox. Sometimes, as the night wore on, Ray would fall asleep behind the bar. 
patrons would pour their own beers and leave cash by the tap. Even as a little kid, Jimmy was in and out of the place. I used to shoot pool with a lot of people that went there. I would enter pool tournaments, and they all knew me. It's definitely an older folks' bar. They would come after work, and they would sit at the bar and just shoot the stuff and talk and drink until Dad kicked them out, basically. It, it wasn't a hip, trendy place. Oh, no. <laughs> no, the only time it was hip and trendy is probably when my brothers and sisters would take the bar over when my parents went bowling. Oh, what happened those nights? I was bowling with my parents, oh. so I couldn't tell okay. you. <laughs> God knows. <laughs> Ray's wife, Carol, worked during the day as a nurse, but she was a key fixture at the bar, too, sometimes cooking chicken and dumplings for the patrons for dinner. She kept a cot in the back for people who sometimes slept at the bar instead of attempting to drive home. Nobody called her by her name. She was mom to everybody. For Jimmy and Vinny, talking about the Nutcracker clearly brings back warm memories, especially about their parents. But as we keep talking, it becomes clear it wasn't all rosy. And what about your mom's role in everything? What do you think her feelings were about the bar? Well, I believe, now I don't know this because it was before my time, but I believe at one point she was an alcoholic. And so she probably didn't care much for the bar because she never really drank again in her life. Jimmy and Vinny say it was the same for Ray. He was an alcoholic at one point, from my understandings. I've heard stories. From my understandings, it was when he was in the Army. When he was younger, he used to, he used to drink a lot. And what was your impression of the place? How did it look to you as a 10-year-old? I didn't like it because a lot of the guys would pee themselves. and <laughs> So I've seen a lot of stuff, a lot of fights, a lot of nothing I would want to live with on a daily basis. So that's, that's quite a thing to think about, two recovering alcoholics running a bar <laughs> that was partly patronized by alcoholics based on what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people that came, though, were, like, family to them. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain points where some of them lived in our basement. I still talk to some of them. Ray and Carol ran the place for about 30 years, starting in the 1960s. The Nutcracker caught fire twice and suffered some pretty bad damage. They rebuilt both times. By the late 80s, Ray was getting older and started having some health issues. One day, while working behind the bar, he had a major heart attack. Running the bar became too much. In 1991, he and Carol sold the Nutcracker and moved down to Florida, along with Jimmy and Vinny, the youngest of their kids. But they took pieces of the bar with them. The house in Florida became a sort of museum dedicated to the bar. Didn't we have the jukebox on the porch? Yeah. We had um, all the little trinkets, like Budweiser trinkets and all that stuff, always hung up on the cabinets and all that. I remember um, the pool table lights being in the attic. So I, I should tell you why I'm so interested in your father's story and the Nutcracker. I host a food podcast, as I'm sure you So know. when we reached out to Jimmy and Vinny, we told them we were interested in their father and his story, but we didn't give them details. This whole time we're on Zoom together, they're looking at me kind of funny, like, why do you want to know so much about our dad's old bar? And what does this have to do with us? So I fill them in on how Akil and Nisha found this mysterious bottle of scotch at an estate sale, how my friend Noah dated the bottle from the tax stamp, how we traced it to their father and now to them. So I'm going to share my screen with you. I'm going to show you a picture of the bottle. You ready? Oh, sh oh my God. 
crazy. Are you serious? That's so crazy. Ray Pavlik private stock, blended scotch, whiskey, distilled in Scotland. Imported exclusively for the Nutcracker Inn, 237 Palisade Ave, Garfield, New Jersey. Wow. That's what it says. That is insane. Wow. Never knew that. Me either. How come I don't have a bottle of that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I get kind of teary-eyed just seeing his name on the bottle. You know how I am. I'm a big sap. I've never seen this. I've never, I've never seen or heard about this. What do you think this tells you about your dad? That he wanted to be, uh, he wanted, he wanted his bar to be known. He loved what he did, obviously. Yeah. When he was passing away, everybody came to visit him. I didn't know my dad was so popular. I grew up in Florida, so it's like when we came to Jersey for his burial, it was insane. They had the police, they had the fire department, they had there was hundreds of people, right, Jim? It's over four hundred. I was like, dude, who is this guy? To the Pavliks, the Nutcracker was more than just a bar. It anchored their lives, for better or worse. Their friends were the customers. Their whole family lived above it. There was a pool in the backyard where the kids would swim in the summer. Like my other brothers and sisters, like jumping off the roof into the pool. And my dad would be running the bar and everybody would run up to him. Jimmy would run up to him, get quarters to go to the arcade. And he, he loved the bar. He was always in the bar. He was talking to his friends. And like Jimmy said, everybody was family who went to that bar. So I would definitely see him doing this type of thing just to be like, yeah, I'm Ray Pavlik, and this is my bar, and look, this is my whiskey. I'm still blown away by the bottle. I, the whole time we've been talking, I've been staring at it. Me too. Like, like it's going to talk to me or something. I'm like just blown away. Blown away. Hey, Dan. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Is there any way I can, like, come see the bottle in person? On a sunny day in early October, I'm standing on Palisade Ave outside Leon's kitchen in Garfield, New Jersey. It's a pretty main road, a combination of two-story apartment buildings, row houses, and storefronts. A coin laundromat, a convenience store, a printing press that looks like it closed. I'm with Akil and Nisha, and I've hinted that one more person will be joining us. But I haven't told them who. Yeah, that's him. Hey, man. Great to meet you in person. Nice to meet you. So, Vinny, this is Akil. Hey, how are you doing? This is Nisha. Hi. Nice to meet Vinny, you. it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So, I, I didn't really tell Akil and Nisha who else was coming. We're at 235 Palisade Avenue in Garfield, New Jersey. How does it feel to be here, Vinny? Um, I actually was just by here the other day, just to make sure I knew where it was. <laughs> Vinny lives nearby. He moved back to Jersey as an adult. Jimmy couldn't make it. He still lives in Florida, in the same house that he and Vinny grew up in with all the trinkets from the bar. So Akil and Isha, in case it's not clear, Vinny's full name is? Vincent Pavlik. This is Vinny Pavlik. Ray yeah. Pavlik was his father. Yep. Hearing this, Akil and Nisha seem in shock. By this point, they had heard the story of Ray Pavlik. They knew he died. Seeing someone with such a close connection to Ray standing right in front of them, it's almost like they're seeing a ghost. When he showed me the yeah. bottle, I said, oh my goodness, like, where did you guys get that? Akil and Nisha tell Vinny about how they got the bottle, about the estate sale and the old house with the grandfather clock, about how the bottle of Ray Pavlik private stock 
caught their eye. So Akil and Nisha bought this bottle knowing nothing about it. What do you want them to know about it? That my dad put a lot of hard work and like all his time and effort into the bar and into selling liquor and having a good time. And he had people that literally lived here. Home away from home. Yeah, home away from home, basically. I think we should break out the bottle. I'm down. Let's have a look. Akil pulls the bottle out of the bag he's carrying. This is so awesome, guys. Listen, this is like a part of Garfield history right here. Are we gonna take a shot? Yeah. Let me go get my girl real quick. Yeah, yeah. Vinny's fiance, Jackie, was waiting in the car. He goes to bring her over so she can see the bottle too. This is Jackie. Hi. Oh, hey, Jackie. Hi. I'm, I'm Dan, nice oh, to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. Hi. <laughs> it's time for a toast. I brought plastic cups. All right, Vinny, why, why don't you do the honors? All right. Am I right, Akil Nisha, this is the first time this bottle's been opened. That's right. That's you, right. you bought it seven or eight years ago. Wait, well, you didn't even try it yet? No, wow. they, they haven't tried it. That's awesome. <laughs> so the last person who may have drank that bottle is a family member. Yeah. That's amazing. Could Which have been is... your dad. <laughs> All right. Cheers. 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 To Ray. To Ray and Carol. All right. Ray and Carol. Ooh. That's good. Delicious. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> It's actually really smooth. Akil Nisha, <laughs> thoughts? It's really good. <laughs> Delicious. Smoother went down than I thought. I am, yeah, that I went am down nice. flabbergasted at how good that tasted. <laughs> no, seriously. I did not that expect- That bottle was what, 50 years old? Yes, and typically like alcohol doesn't technically go bad, now. but the water can ev evaporate, evaporate and it can lose some of its smoothness. This is delicious. Let <laughs> yeah, me finish it off here. Yeah. Oh, thanks man. Listen, thank you guys. Of course, now look, um, Obviously, you know how much this means to you, your family, the history you have here. So, are you really using the bottle? Yes, we Love for you to have it. It is. Uh, we know how much sentimental value and stuff it is. I have to cry now. <laughs> Thank you guys. He I appreciate about it. Dad every day, anytime he gets a chance. I appreciate it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm a big sap, so it's like, <laughs> imagine Jimmy was here. We would have been balling. Honestly, this is a one of one, and this is gonna go right in my brother's house, and it's gonna go right on the top, right with all his other stuff. So, I, I appreciate it so much. Before we wrap up, one more thing. Noah Rothbaum was right. This whole story does sound like it should be a Bruce Springsteen song. So we decided to write the song we think Bruce would write. As a native New Jerseyan myself, whose first concert was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band in Giant Stadium on the Born in the USA tour, thank you very much, I think I'm well qualified to write the lyrics. To write the music and perform the song, we have Jeff Morgenstern. He's a Bruce fan who was also born in New Jersey, but most importantly, he's the father of Sporkful senior producer Emma Morgenstern. And he's a musician. So here's our song, Palisade Ave, in its entirety. Closed down a steel mill in Garfield late last year Went down to Ray and Carol's just to get me a scotch and a beer They said if I fall asleep, son Drink up everything that I have It's gonna be a long night down on Palisade Ave 
back in high school and Bobby was the star of the team Now he's ten drinks in trying to figure out what it all means Expel the bad behavior. I drove by your house just looking for a savior. In Jersey, everybody's saying their prayers. That is Jeff Morgenstern. To us, he's most famous for being the father of Sporkful senior producer Emma Morgenstern. But when he's not singing, he's the executive director of Spanish River Concerts in South Florida. Check out their amazing line of shows at SpanishRiverConcerts.org. Casey Holford mixed the song and consulted on its production. Thanks to Eric the Killer Kilburn at Wellspring Sound Studio, who produced the track and played bass and guitar. We had Seattle Scotty Shetler on sax, Big C Mike Connors on drums, and Joey Bats, Joey Barbato on piano and organ. I just made up all those nicknames. Those are not officially sanctioned nicknames by those people, but Bruce nicknames the people in his band, so we're going to go with it. And while we're giving shout-outs to family members, I want to thank Janie. For logistical reasons, I was in Garfield with my whole family, as were Akil and Nisha. Janie set up a coloring activity on the sidewalk and entertained all four kids so the rest of us could drink scotch and record. Thank you, Janie. You're the best. This show is produced by me, along with senior producer... Emma Morgenstern. And producers... Andres O'Hara. And... Johanna Mayer. The show is mixed by... Casey Holford. Music help from Black Label Music. The Sporkful is a production of Stitcher. Our executive producers are Colin Anderson and Eric Eddings. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashman. And I'm Brittany from Rahway, New Jersey, reminding you to eat more, eat better, eat more better.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.